Hello, my name is Brad, and remember my wife, Pat. We're Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries, available at Quality of Life Facebook. John, come on over and join us for free grace teaching. What is the Lord's desire? First of all, we have to look at the Lord's desire for Israel. And who is Israel today? Well, Christ is Israel. And anybody in Christ is God's chosen people, just as Israel was God's chosen people. God's desire for Israel was repentance. That's right. God's desire for Israel was repentance. Now today, God's desire for the body of Christ those who are in Christ is the same thing. Repentance. And so we want to talk about what that means. First of all, the word repentance and repent. The word repentance in the Bible literally means the act of changing one's mind. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said the world's unpardonable sin was that it refuses to believe in me. In other words, the world re refuses to trust in Jesus, okay? So remember that in when we look at the desire of the Lord, the Lord's desire for Israel, we read Joel chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. It says, even now, this is the Lord's declaration. Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Tear your hearts not just your clothes, and return to the Lord, your God. For he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in faith, love, and he relents from sending disaster. You know, this was not only his desire for Israel, but as I was saying, that's his desire for us today. One thing to Israel did, a lot like we do today, is we lean on our own understanding. We try to live the Christian life. We try to be good people. God doesn't want the body of Christ trying to do anything, but rather trusting in His Son, Jesus Christ, what He did for us. Remember, Jesus died for us so He could give His life to us, so He could transmit His life through us. We trust that we are forgiven because of what Jesus did. We trust that we're right with God because we're in Christ. We trust that God the Father loves us all the time, and this has nothing to do with performance or behavior. It's a change of thinking. We're going to go from unbelief to belief. A friend once said to me, a spiritual mentor of mine said, Brad, if you don't learn how to deny your self-sufficiency, God is going to. I didn't understand what he was getting to or what he meant at that time. Because as an early Christian, I was very self-sufficient. I was considered to be a carnal Christian. And so a carnal Christian is as a, a Christian just living from human effort in their own strength, or as we know it, from the flesh. Well, he was right. I didn't learn how to deny my self-sufficiency. And so I let God do it for me. And what he did is he allowed bulldozers. That's right, bulldozers, the unbelieving world, job changes, 
physical problems, pain, disappointments, marital difficulties, unemployment, loss of possessions, tragedies, accidents, family conflicts, unexpected expenses, financial pressure, work responsibilities, and the list went on and on. Why does he do that? Why does God allow bulldozers? Well, what God has to do is if we don't learn how to trust Christ and we're just living independent lives, he's got to move us, bring us to the end of self-sufficiency so that Christ as our life can be revealed. Colossians 3, 4 says, When Christ who is your life appears, you too appear with him in glory. Keep this in mind that in Christ as children of God, like I mentioned, we are forgiven, we are right, and we are loved unconditionally by our Father. But he loves us too much to keep us the way we are. And so remember, those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. Jesus gave us our need for dependency on him in John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man abide in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And keep this in mind, something Jesus also said. He said, this is to my Father's honor. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Romans 8.28 tells us, we know that all things work for the good. Notice how it works for God's good not our comfort. Okay, so what God's going to do is form us. He's going to use every problem to get us to a place where we see the revelation of Christ as our very life. God wants believers in Christ to live from the life-giving spirit of Christ. And, and problems have a way of pushing us there. Apostle Paul describes the normal Christian life. And it's where God has to move us from self-sufficiency to Christ-sufficiency. Paul said this, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. This didn't happen overnight, of course. He also said, I've learned the secret to being content, no matter what the circumstance. Look at the normal Christian life. If you look at 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 through 11, it says we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. But we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So keep in mind, if you got pressure today, where is it taking us? It's bringing us, taking us to a place of revelation where we see Christ is our life. See, Christ did not come into our life at conversion. No, we were spiritually dead, folks. We were made alive in him. So God has to bring the revelation of Christ as our very life. He says we're perplexed. That's normal. It's normal to be perplexed. I don't know what's going on. 
I don't know what God's up to. Are you there? It's normal. Persecuted. Another form of persecution is harassed. Are you harassed for being a follower of Jesus? It's normal. In fact, those who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Struck down. Always carrying around in our body the death of Jesus. And notice how he says in verse 11, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 11, he's going to include the whole body of Christ here. He says, for we who are alive, that's everybody in Christ, are always being given over to the death for Jesus' sake. Meaning, death of self-sufficiency. Death of trusting in our own ability to live the Christian life. Nothing more difficult than trying to live the Christian life. And so when God moves us over to trust in Christ to live the Christian life, we're going to see what Jesus was talking about when he said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God bless.